0: This evening's
1: this evening prayer and teaching session, and I know that God. I know that God, tonight, and I strongly believe that it is going to be a blessing. All right, David said, "I was glad when they said unto me." let us go into the house of the Lord. And I know that in the house of the Lord is where you find a solution to the problems that you are facing in your life. And this evening, one of the major problems that most believers, Christians face is what I want to share. Okay. Uh, The week was declared as a week of celebrating and honoring our fathers. And to me, I feel like this is something that must be taken very serious. There are so many people that don't celebrate their fathers. They don't celebrate their fathers. And this season serves as an opportunity for us to learn the reason why fathers are relevant in our generation. Hallelujah. And um, one thing that I want you to understand is that God himself is a father. So if you find it very difficult to celebrate God, it will be very difficult for you to celebrate even your fathers, your earthly fathers, and your spiritual fathers even on earth. Hallelujah. So from Sunday, we started learning some important facts. About fatherhood, we got to learn about the six kinds of fathers, and then we got to learn about an adoptive father, we got to learn about a putative father, we also got to learn about a stepfather, we also got to learn about a foster father, we got to learn about a biological father, and we also learned about a sixth one who is a spiritual father. And so I rounded it up by saying that all these names that I've mentioned, adoptive, putative, stepfather, foster father, biological father, you find all of them under a spiritual father. In other words, a spiritual father performs all the functions, including his function as a spiritual authority in one's life. And I was sharing that for so many of us, we usually think that the people that gave birth to us are the only ones that are our fathers, which is very wrong. Because the people that God has given to us who appear to be our fathers, maybe you might have snubbed them, you see. And um, I got to learn that a father is not just the person that gave birth to you, but also fathers happen to be the ones, the ones that make an impact in the life of people. So, if there is anyone in your life that makes an impact, if you think that well, the person, the only the person that gave birth to you is the only person that you render as a father then you have made a mistake. Because a father is not the one that just gave birth to you, but the one that has made an impact in your life. He happens to be a teacher, a leader, a role model, and a mentor. Right? Yes. And we also got to learn about the fact that we must do six things for our fathers. Number one, we must honor our fathers. Number two, we must listen to our fathers. Number three, we must hear our fathers. And number four, we must endure the discipline of our fathers. Number five, we must obey our fathers. And number six, we must be corrected by our fathers. There are so many of us who don't find ourselves doing this, which is very wrong. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage everyone here listening to me. It is not just your dad, the one that gave birth to you, that is your father. Your pastor is your father. Your your, your leaders are fathers. Your uncle or relatives, extended people, are your fathers. The elders living around you are your fathers. And yesterday I was sharing that, that, well, today, it's not how we used to see it when we were growing up. When you see an older person, you are supposed to greet the person. But in our generation, when people see older people, They will not grace them. They even want to insult them. When you sit in a car and an older person is standing up, people don't mind. They don't care. And I believe that that lack of discipline and training, how we used to raise people, is gradually dying. And you see, if we ourselves, as we are growing up, we don't continue to establish this thing. It will get to a point in time our own children will not have any respect for us. What you sow is what you reap. So I want you to understand that it is best for you to start honoring your fathers, listening to them, hearing them, enduring the disciplines that they give to you, obeying them and accepting their corrections. Accepting their corrections. Number two, is that you must not just consider the only person that gave birth to you as a father. Your teacher who taught you in school and disciplined you, caned you. And I'm very sure some of you are remembering how some of your teachers caned you back in school. Today you are a big boy, you're a big girl, and you have forgotten about all of them who trained you and have made you who you are today, at least even if they didn't do anything. They put some sense into your mind. And today you know something more concerning discipline. You know what is wrong, you know what is right. And these people deserve to be honored. Yesterday, I was sharing that, you see, it's not just about words to say that, well, thank you, happy Father's Day. No, 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 you have made a mistake. You, you, must, you must honor them properly. You must honor them properly for all the things that they've invested in you, once in your lifetime, honor them as they deserve to be honored. Some of you are very stingy. You don't like to honor or even give out some, a fruit of your substance to um, other people. And because of that, it is worrying you. I'm here to tell you that you need to be careful about such things. Okay. One of the ways you can attract blessings and open doors in your lives is to give. Give. The student number one says something. He said that if you give and you don't feel what you have given, then you haven't given enough. You need to give to the extent that you are sitting there and you feel like, ah, I have given something. That one, God will bless you. But sometimes, I'm not saying that what you give, God doesn't bless. But you know, sometimes what we give, we, we, we don't even give it out of our hearts. We just give it because we feel like we have it. We have in abundance, so we are giving. Yeah. So I want to encourage everyone here. Honor your fathers. Give to them. Make a sacrifice of your lifetime. And if you are here, you have never done such a thing before. Do it. Let it pain you. Feel it. And realize that you have done something. And that's where God is going to honor you as well in your time. Those who honor others. God also honors them when it is their time. And remember, one day your time will come for you to sit down and expect your children or other people to honor you, and you will not be getting it because you didn't put things in order when you were young. But I want to encourage you. You can do it now, and it will work for you. Remember, every seed that you sow is what you reap. Amen. So, yesterday, we got to learn about the three things that comes about when the present there is when the father is around. Okay, um, the presence of a father, the effect of the presence of a father in one's life, the effect of the presence of a father in one's life. And I want to place it again, even as I'm continuing. Your dad is not your only father. Remove that thing out of your mind. God himself is our father. And yesterday, I was even sharing that our spiritual fathers have a higher authority, even more than our earthly fathers. Yes. So you really need to take a good look at those that you see as your fathers and those that you see them as your mates. Moreover, your father is not your friend. He's your father. Your father is not your classmate. He's your father. So he deserves the respect as a father, not the respect as a friend. And you realize that there are some people who relate with their fathers like their friends very disrespectful, and they think that they can get away with it. Look, to dishonor your father is a curse. Or your father's, let me say it like that. It's a curse. Alright. So let us continue. The presence of a father, the effect of the presence of a father. I shared that fathers are there to speak to the destinies of their children. Okay. So if you have a father in your life, spiritually, someone who is adoptive, someone who um, is a putative, whatever father it may be, he is there to speak to your destinies. Hallelujah. And um, I shared something yesterday, and I said that teachers teach what they have learned but fathers teach from experience. A father is one who teaches from experience, but a teacher is the one who has taught what he has just learned. Okay. Okay, so number two was that we learned that fathers are there to correct us. And then the third one is that their presence is to exonerate us from curses, to take away some cases out of our lives. And for some of you, I was sharing yesterday that you, have, you are fighting some things that you are not supposed to fight in your life. And the reason is because you have rejected all the people that God has given to you as your fathers. And so you realize that you are struggling in life. I'm here to tell you that you see your father is like a guide and he preserves you especially with our pastors of whom sometimes we don't give respect to. We see them as our equals and sometimes we talk to anyhow and sometimes we criticize them. You see, they happen to be our fathers spiritually. They pray for us. They lead us. They teach us. They guide us. And so, you see, for such a person, when you say something against him, you are fighting against your own life. You are cursing your own self. So be very careful how you speak about your fathers, especially your spiritual fathers. And I believe I'm speaking to someone. Hallelujah. This evening, I want to continue with the next three points of the effect of the presence of a father in one's life or why fathers are around or the presence of a father in one's life. The next one, which is number four, is that fathers live to exemplify a good life. Fathers live to exemplify a good life. In other words, a father is present to lead a good example for the children to follow. All right? Yes. Genesis chapter 17, verse 26 to 27. The Bible says that Abraham and his son Ishmael were both circumcised on that very day. And every male in Abraham's household, including those born in his household or bought from a foreigner, was circumcised with him. So you realize that in the Bible, God asked Abraham to circumcise himself. Okay. And when we talk about circumcision, uh, I, I believe some of you know about it. I mean, when they are, when they are cutting a male's um, private parts, okay? Not actually all the private I mean, you remove the, the foreskin of that private part of that male. That's the circumcision. And so God asked Abraham to circumcise himself and also his descendants. So that is what Abraham did. In the same way, Abraham's children, when they came, they, also circum- they were also circumcised. And in those days, it was believed that if you are not circumcised, you have sinned against the Lord. In the Bible in Exodus chapter four, when you read it, we realize that the Lord wanted to kill Moses chapter three or so. The Lord wanted to kill Moses, because Moses had not circumcised his son, his first son. And um, the wife of Moses had to stand in and then circumcise him immediately. And the reason was because, you see, Moses had gone to Egypt. And he had gone to learn that Egyptian culture. So he didn't really know much about it. So when God called Moses to go and save his people, everything was new to Moses. But the Lord was about to kill Moses until the wife stood in and had to circumcise him. So what I'm trying to say is that our fathers are there to lead us, for us to follow. And you see, as we are young, growing up, one day we will become fathers and, uh, as well. Okay? We will become leaders as well. Okay? And what I want you to understand is that a good follower is the one that becomes a good leader. You can write it down. A good follower is the one that becomes a good leader. Okay? If you are not able to follow well, you cannot lead well. And so you realize that in the world that we are living today, there are so many leaders that we have that don't know how to lead. They are corrupt. They are not educated. They don't know anything. Let me just divert it to this way. Even some of the ladies and the women, because they don't respect their fathers and their mothers, they have a problem with not knowing how to do anything at home. They don't know anything, completely anything. Sorry to say, but I'm a bold. I'm a bold. I'm gonna say my money. Hallelujah. And so you see, a father is there because he is experienced and he's supposed to lead an exemplary life for you to follow. And I believe that God has provided us with the fathers of the land for us to look at them, learn from them. That is why. It is a very strong offense to the Lord when you dishonor your father. You see, he said that when you honor them, it will be well with you and you will live long on earth. But when you dishonor them and disrespect them, and I'm speaking to people who usually say that I am on my own, I know what is right for me. But every time you decide to do that and go according to your own will, you realize that you are making mistakes in life. I'm here to tell you if you are not ready to be a good follower, you will not be a good leader. Remember that one day you also become a leader. And um, what you have learned whilst you were young, will also um, 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 you also exhibit it to your children, whether you are going to be a bad leader or you are going to be a good leader. So I'm here to tell you that, look, sometimes you need to behave like a fool just to learn. Not because you are a fool, but actually those who humble themselves in that way people that are actually wise the Bible says that wisdom is humility humility is wisdom so it is important for you to allow your fathers to live a good exemplary life and as they have set their, their ways and created a path also follow that same path I'm not saying that if your father happens to be a drunkard you should also be a drunkard no no sometimes even what they have done wrong should even set a good example for you to know that this is what they did which was wrong so because of that i will not do the same thing i rather do it the right way no father wishes that the child will become um how do we call it uh um, um oh, oh 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 i can't forget this word i can't forget this word oh no no father thinks the, um, no father wishes for the child to be a recalcitrant. When I remember the word, I will. No father wishes, okay, that the child will be a bastard. A bastard. Now let us look at the, the, the English dictionary to check for what it means to be a bastard. When they call someone a bastard. When they call someone a bastard. To be a bastard means an unpleasant or despicable person. A scoundrel a rogue, a rascal. No father wishes that the child will be a rascal. And you see so many people are living in the world today who are rascals, excuse me to say, because they were not able to follow the directions and they follow the, the, the examples of their fathers. If you see people struggling in this life prior to how their fathers lived their life, it is because they chose to do the same thing that their fathers were doing. They didn't learn something better from it and then decide to live a good life, but they decided to follow their fathers. So you see, the fathers living a good exemplary life is something that is very important. If you have a father that maybe is a problem to you, it doesn't call for you to dishonor him. It calls for you to learn from him, learn from his mistakes and also make it a point not to make those mistakes. Also, God has given you so many fathers. So you cannot just say that it is only a biological father or maybe only one particular father that you have in your life as a spiritual father or something who is doing something bad that you, you wouldn't like that only God has given to you. You see, the Bible is here for us. Example, the Bible is here for us because God our Father gave it to us so that we will live a good exemplary life. Let me open up something to you. That is why we are living in sin. So many of us are living in sin. The reason is because we have neglected and rejected the word of God, the Bible. But you see, if you accept the word of God as a child, you you will live a good exemplary life for others to follow. Hallelujah. I believe I'm preaching to someone over here. Number five, fathers must be compassionate. Fathers are there in our presence. To be compassionate psalm chapter 103 verse 13 psalm chapter 103 verse 13 as a father has compassion on his children so the lord has compassion on those who fear him so just as fathers are supposed to live a good exemplary life they are also there to show compassion to their children okay And that is why we have God, who is our Father. The Bible says that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. The reason is because God loved us so much and He had compassion on us. The Bible says that when Jesus saw the 5,000 men who were following Him, the Bible says He had compassion on them because they were like sheep without any shepherd. You see, a Father is one who in, comes into your presence to have mercy and compassion on you. And so you see, sometimes there are people who are not living good lives and their lives are miserable. The presence of a father takes away that miserable lifestyle or that life of uselessness away. That is why we need fathers in our lives. You see, the presence of the father is that he will show up compassion on you and things that you are making mistakes in, he will correct you, he will love you, he will care for you. I mean, when we look at the English dictionary for compassion, um, co- for compassion, to show compassion means to have mercy, to show compassion means to have love, to show compassion, to have um, sympathy, to have pity and concern. So fathers are there to show concern to their children and to show pity and to be sympathetic to their children. That is why even our earthly fathers cannot deny us. Why? Because we are right direct from them. And because of the love they have for us, they take care of us. And so if um, our earthly fathers are able to do this in our lives, how much more our godly father who is in heaven. The Bible says a father has compassion on his children. And just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Anyone that fears the Lord, God has compassion or God will have compassion on them. And I declare upon your life tonight that may the Lord have compassion on you. In every area of your life that does not seem to work, may the Lord have compassion on you. He said he saw them and they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he had compassion on them and he fed them with just um, 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 five loaves of bread. And, um, and, and two fishes. And I pray that may this compassion locate you. you. See, sometimes you may not have enough, but because of the presence of a father, mercy, compassion, kindness, love will locate you. And I pray that by the presence of God our father, may you never lack in this life. That is why as believers, you need to fear the Lord very well. Because if you don't fear God, how is it that God can help you? Those who don't fear God are those who are proud. James chapter 4 verse 6 says that God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. So you see, for a proud person, it's like you are saying that you don't need God. How can God have compassion on someone who doesn't need him? Someone who feels bigger than him. And so you need to understand that the presence of the father is to have compassion on you. Don't stretch your father so much that instead of him having compassion on you, he will curse you. Um, I pray that let that not be your story. Jesus. And then the final one that I'll share is that a father does not provoke his children, but he trains them. Fathers are there to train us. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6. Now, before that, I want you to take your Bible to Proverbs chapter 22, the 6. The Bible says, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And what I want you to understand from this passage is that God in his word expects us fathers, even fathers, the work of fathers is to train up children the way they should go not their way, you see. So sometimes there are fathers living in this world who um, impose on their children, do this, do that, do this by force, do that, do this by force, and they apply force and at the end, their children are destroyed or their children are messed up. You see, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4, that fathers should, um, 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 I mean from, from verse 5, from verse five, it says that fathers do, um, sorry, verse 4, I'm very sorry, verse 4. He said, uh, fathers, do not, um, he, he said, do, do not provoke your children. He said, parents, do not provoke your children. So it is very important that um, as parents and um, um, as fathers, it is not their duty to provoke them, but it is their duty to train them up the way they should go. And I believe that how we should go is the way of the Lord. For some of us, we did not receive our father's training as well. And so we will realize that we have, we have lived a very bad life. We've not had our fathers around to take care of us and to teach us one or two things. And so we realize that certain mistakes that we made in life, which shouldn't have happened, have already happened. But I'm here to tell you that your hope is not lost, okay? There are so many fathers that God has given to us, and you shouldn't reject them. God himself is our father. And he has provided his word for us. Maybe you made a mistake, but he has still loved you and had compassion on you. And I believe that the presence of God, our father, the presence of our spiritual fathers, the presence of our biological fathers, the presence of our adoptive fathers, the presence of our putative fathers, the presence of our stepfathers, or whoever it may be, is is, is around because God has given them to us, and we must not fight against them, but rather love them. Maybe you are angry with your father because he didn't take care of you. The Bible says that honor your father and your mother. The Bible didn't specially say that honor your fathers who have taken care of you. He said honor your father and your mother, which means that even if they did something wrong to you, even if they didn't take care of you, they are still your fathers, and you still have to honor them. So I pray that may the Lord touch your heart wherever you are. May the Lord minister to you right now, whoever that is listening to me. And I ask that even though maybe you have lost a father, maybe you feel like you don't have a father figure, I pray that may the Lord open your eyes to the fathers that he has also given around you, your pastors, your leaders, and he God himself as a father. May he direct you to him always. And you see how God has loved us so much. He has loved us so much. He has been there and provided for us. Sometimes the things that we receive, it's not even our parents that give to us. Which more, we should realize that it is God that has given them to us. And he's our father and he loves us. He doesn't turn his back on us. He said that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He said that no weapon fashioned against us will prosper because he is there with us. He said that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will not fear any evil because he's with us. He said that he knows the plans that he has for us. He has plans to make us prosper and to give us a future that we hope for. He said we should call on him and he will answer us. He will show us great and marvelous things. And I want you to know that God loves you wherever you are. Maybe your father is not, your biological dad is not alive, but God loves you so much and he cares about you. And you see, one thing I want you to realize is that open your eyes and see the other people that God has placed in your life as your fathers because they also love you and they care about you. Don't neglect them and reject them. Your biological father can't only do the work alone. That is why God brings other people. My mom once said something to me, she said that. Never put set your eyes on your father, the one that gave birth to you, or even um, the father, um, and the one that gave birth to you, because the arm of flesh can fill you. In other words, you need to set your eyes on God who is the father and trust in him that he is going to give you the right people for your life. Hallelujah. So God bless you so much. I pray in the name of Jesus. that may the spirit of the Lord minister to you wherever you are. May the Spirit of the Lord speak to you. Maybe you are having a problem with your father. I pray that by this message and by the word of the Lord, may you begin to have a heart mended. I ask that may the Lord direct you and continue to speak to you and work on you, that you will be able to become a favorite child of your fathers and God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Maybe you have been a bad child. Maybe you haven't been so good to your fathers. You haven't honored them the way they are expected to be honored. I pray that may the Lord minister to you right now. And may the Lord help you and teach you how you need to go about your ways. In the mighty name of Jesus. I ask that above all these things, may God be glorified in your life. And at the end, may we see his faithfulness in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I believe I've ministered to people here. I believe I've ministered to people here. I want you to unmute your calls.
0: Kindly unmute your calls.
1: Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wherever you are, in just a space of one minute, I want us to lift our voice and pray from our hearts concerning this message that we have heard. Maybe you want God to do something for you. I just want us to lift our voice, close your heights with a sincere heart. I want you to pray a word of prayer concerning this word that we have heard. Maybe you want God to do something for you in relation to your
0: fathers. I want you to lift your voice and begin to pray this prayer right now. Wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are, please unmute your calls for me. Please unmute your calls for me. And let's begin to pray this prayer bala 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 ra bala bala mala bala 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 Rabala Mazule bala 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 lay kabizon der lalalala rebalama khaza lalalala mala bala mala bashimi mala bada kabar guraba mama mala bada mala kazama mama Rama gurama mama mala bala bala mala mala bala mala in the mighty name of jesus
1: Amen. So I pray for everyone here listening to me. I believe you have been blessed if by this evening's message. Yes. I believe you have been blessed, Jesse, as well. I believe you have been blessed, Elum. Yes, so, so far. I believe you have been blessed, Liza. Yes, please. I believe you have been blessed, Regina.
0: Yes,
1: please. I believe you have been blessed, Maya.
0: Yes,
1: please. Is Laurentia
0: here. Laurentia, your call is muted. I don't know why. But I hope you have also been blessed. All right. So I pray for everyone here and I ask that may the Lord order your steps and guide you. The day has not yet ended.
1: And I ask that God continue to open doors in your life and grant your heart desires in Jesus' mighty name Amen, amen. So we meet again tonight at 10pm um, and I know it's going to be a blessing moreover uh, our, our prayers are coming off um, from starting from tomorrow just as I said um, um, IHP in His presence is a conference and we are going to pray for 30 good hours Um, last last month we did it and it was a blessing Um, every day we are going to pray um, for 10 hours and we are fasting as well so please prepare yourself and put yourself into this invest into it see if you want your life to move forward sometimes you need to spend time and pray
0: long hours
1: if you want certain things to change in your life sometimes you need to drop everything and begin to begin to render your, your, your heart to God and your service to God. And God is going to work on your life and do great things in your life. I pray that even as we are entering into this season of fasting, even to the end of the month, as the month is ending, I pray that may miracles, may testimonies, healing, may God give everyone here a blessing, something to testify about. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, so we meet again at 10 p.m. tonight, and I know it's going to be a blessing. Thank you very much. Love you all. God bless you.
0: Bye-bye. Bye.